We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With that, Vince, are you ready for rapid fire? I'm always ready, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) So, got a little more audio. And here is Gino Gadouli talking about Tyler Buckner last night. Gonna take a backseat to anybody. You know what I mean? Tyler Buckner is gonna go out here to compete for the starting quarterback position. He's gonna get an opportunity to compete for it. Just like the rest of those guys in the room. Like I told him downstairs, I'm coming in with a clean slate. Like I know what I know of them knowing the offense and understanding the offense by the way I've installed it, the way I've quizzed them, and uh, what they've done so far out in football school. But those guys are all gonna be given an opportunity to go out there and execute and compete. And I don't think Tyler's gonna take a back seat to anybody. Tyler Buckner's not going to take a back seat to love anybody. That. What do you think, Vince? What's that say to you? I freaking love it, dude. Like that, I <laughs> I don't even care if it's lip service. I don't I, I don't care. I at least they're saying it. At least they're saying it, right? I mean, you have to tell Tyler, hey man, this job is up for grabs. Yeah. Right? You have to. Otherwise, I mean, he, he's a competitor. He wants to compete for the job. He sees the writing on the wall. He knows everything that we all know, right? But you've got to say those things. And he said it, you know, Gino Gadulli, to his credit, he said it with conviction. And he he said it right out in the open in his first interview at Notre Dame. And so I love it. Whether it comes to fruition or not, I love it. Because you have to keep pushing him. Because not only do you want him to push for the starting job, but if and when he doesn't get it, you need him to stick around because there's still a future for Tyler Buckner at Notre Dame. And so you want him to be here, you know, for the foreseeable future. So. Saying all the right things, man. Love it. I agree with that, and I'll, I'll answer a couple other questions here in uh, in just a second. But uh, yeah, I, I I think it's great. You know, like, and I don't think that it's just lip service. Maybe it's just lip service. You know, he's talking about coming in with a clean slate, but uh, there is you know a fair response to that. Tommy Guns, he's not coming in with a clean slate if he's talking to Tommy Reese. You know, so he, to an extent, he is sort of muddying the waters when he talks about coming in with a clean slate. But at, 
it's clean at least to the extent that he's not seen either one of these guys on a practice field before and he's never you know worked with them and designed plays for them and and you know what you know tried to to figure them out and watch them compete up close and personal so i guess at least to that extent but it is you know it's 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 a fair counterpoint that he's sure. talking to Tommy Reese about these guys so it's it's not a perfectly clean slate by any means sure i mean he, but he's not asking Tommy Reese for the depth chart either like there there's certain things that you're asking for and you're trying to get information on and all of that he, i mean he's he's not it's like oh that was your de- that's how you saw it going in. okay cool that's what we're going to do that like that's not what's happening so yes is he getting information on the guys absolutely but he's going to form his own opinions as well i mean he doesn't yeah. know these guys he's going to come in he's going to talk to them he's going to see them he's going to work them out he's going to do all those things and that's what's going to determine who's starting and how it looks by the way i meant to to say earlier like when we heard i think it was joe rudolph talking you heard like some whistles and some yelling and you know kind of stuff in the background that was inside the irish athletic center and the soccer team was actually practicing in there oh, last night. That's so it was, was not football practice you know because they're obviously not practicing sure. soccer team was in there practicing the soccer team now oh, those soccer yes. players but salty virginia peanuts our old pal has a question why does lucky lefty show live clips but ib doesn't show the video and by live clips i assume he means the video so this is going to be a little bit inside baseball, this explanation, but you know, the videos that get put, you know, the, they post the videos Notre Dame does up on the website. They do like the print slash internet media goes upstairs and like the TV crews, anyone with a camera goes downstairs and every one of these guys, whether it's the coach or the players, it's got to be a pain in the butt for them. They do two media sessions. Mm-hmm. So they typically, like, if you start downstairs in front of the TV cameras, you'll do that for about 15 minutes. And then when you're done with that, you go upstairs and then you go to another spot. And then that's when you talk to, you know, the like the, you know, the, the radio, print, radio, print. Yeah. that kind of stuff. People without cameras. So you're getting two different sets of questions. And since I don't have a camera, I'm not sitting down there, you know, with, with the TV guys, I'm up you know, with the print media, like that's where Irish breakdown is now Irish breakdown. Like if we wanted to have video, we could have a camera down there and all that. Sure. So the, the long and the short of it is, you know, the questions that, that either I'm asking or, you know, people around me are asking are all going to be caught on my recorder up, you know, that, it, that is not a TV camera. Mm-hmm. So like, that's part of and why, it, you know, yeah. we do it this way. And the other thing is like, for my purposes, when I'm transcribing, doing stories, all this stuff. I've got the audio right in front of me. So it's easier for me just to grab that audio, cover it with the photo and then play the audio. than it is to go back, you know, scroll through, dig through the video and find sometimes the same thing, but sometimes, right. you know, it's not even there. So like a lot of it is for my ease, but it's. Well, ahead. and the, and the other thing is the, the two guys from lucky lefty they, they're not local so they're not getting their right. own audio they're so they're not it. sitting there doing the, right. the process that i'm talking about they're getting the video straight from the website you know notre dame's website they're getting the video straight from there and you're only allowed to use x amount of minutes for and and still be monetized and all of that you can't use right I think it's like three minutes does that sound right three it's minutes of video yeah. three minutes of video total and if you're using more than that you can get in big trouble Right. So I don't know what Lucky Lefty's doing. 
I, I love those guys over there, but it's just, a, they're going at it a different way because neither one of them right. is local. Right. They're not at the media, you know, doing the media process like we're talking right. about. They're just whatever, you know, Notre Dame uploads to the website, they're pulling the video and then they're editing the video right from there. So it's just a much easier process for me just to, to pull the audio and do it the way I You're do. You're an audio guy. You're a radio guy. And I mean, how we roll man does it does it does it matter that much if you're watching the guy talk as opposed to you know just hearing his response like Some watching his lips visual, move? i guess i don't know <laughs> i get it i get it but come on Same all right like to look at us i guess which <laughs> yeah that's questionable like, at best anyway i mean if that's if those are your <laughs> options you have a lot better places to go <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so Virginia Tech grad transfer, Caleb Smith. Uh, he was, you know, it, this was newcomer night. That's why these everyone was out there last night. And so, you know, so he, you know, responded to a lot of different things. He talked about, he was asked about Joe Rudolph. They were together at Virginia Tech last year in Rudolph's only year as offensive line coach at Virginia Tech, where Smith was a wide receiver. So here's what he had to say, Smith, about Rudolph. Uh, I actually, I was talking to him the other day. I mean, he's the guy that I think he had the most respect walking around the Virginia Tech facilities because he was probably the nicest person you would talk to unless you're on a football field. When you're on a football field, he's the real deal. And, you know, he, he commanded respect from the offensive lineman that I've never seen before. And, I mean, as an outsider looking into their room, you know, I'm like, man, like he's he's being pretty tough on him, but I mean, they they loved him to death. So I mean, obviously, that speaks to the man and the coach he is. So, what do you think about that? What does it say that a guy like Smith, who was not, of course, part of Joe Rudolph's position group, has so many glowing things to say about him? I, I think that's great. I mean, I guess 
it's better than like the canned answer of, well, I was a wide receiver and I didn't have a whole lot of exactly, interaction with Exactly. Exactly. Like that's which is the way that he easily could have gone with that. Absolutely. And so he went out of his way to speak to specifics. And I think that says a lot because he's right. And anybody that's ever played football before, been around a football team, you have the most interaction, obviously, with your position coach. You mm-hmm. don't have a whole lot of interaction with another position's coach, right? And he sounded like he had admiration for the way things were done in that room. And so, and and on top of that, he's only there for a year, right? And he was able to instill that and get the respect and all of those things after only one year. So pretty impressive, actually. And and uh, you know, kudos to Caleb Smith for realizing that and being able to articulate it, articulate it in that manner. I mean, he's a wide receiver. People are asking him about an <laughs> offensive line coach. Offensive line coach. You know, yeah. like, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I think it I think it bodes well for Notre Dame. You know, like any questions that maybe we had about Joe Ruder. Now, we've still got to see him actually obviously go out there and coach the offensive line. But every everything that I'm seeing and hearing so far from from all these guys, I'm, I'm, I'm liking so far. And that goes for, yeah. you know, like what you just said about Caleb Smith and, you know, his ability – to articulate and because I, I can't imagine like for Smith or for Sam Hartman that the beats, the media beats where they were, you know, like the, the whole oh, process yeah. that I just described was like, first you do TV and then you go upstairs and you do print media, like all these different, I can't imagine that at either place, Wake Forest or Virginia tech, their, hmm. their media obligations or anything like what, what they saw last night here at Notre Dame. No chance. No chance. I mean, and I know that sounds like an elitist Notre Dame thing to say, but, but there's it's true. No, there's no way. There's yeah. no way. Right. Decaf 18, at least Sean's mic is working tonight. New microphone, decaf, in it case you hadn't great. noticed. I'm glad you like it. I'm still kind of working through, like, when I play the audio, for example, like we were talking about the audio, is it really loud to you? Is it about louder. the same? Louder, louder, but okay. not like crazy okay i'm just i'm working through the whole yeah you're going you'll get controls it on this new you'll microphone so yeah hopefully eventually i have faith in you all right fill in the blank vince it's blank that jim Bayheim is done after 47 years at syracuse weird i say weird when i think of syracuse and i think of syracuse basketball you think of two things right you think of jim Bayheim and you think of the two three zone and <laughs> the two three zone is there because of Jim Beheim, and they so, can both be gone now. Yeah, I mean, it <laughs> was, and and th- the way it went down was really strange, bizarre. Like I heard the audio of him at his press conference post game, and they're like, "Is this going to be your final year?" He's like, "Well, I don't know. Ask the ask this ask the school. Oh, well, do you you want to come back? I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. Do you not want to come back? I didn't say that either. I didn't like, say that either." What? And then within like an hour, the school announces that he's retired, like, or that he's no longer coming back or whatever. Right. It was just a very, it didn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't feel like a guy who's been there for 47 years, the way he should go out. It felt like it. Yeah. It felt like it definitely could have and should have been handled better from the Syracuse perspective. You know, just what you're talking about, like, you know, even Mike Bray in the middle of the season said, okay, I'm stepping down at, at the end of the season. So he got a send off 
to an extent. Right. Yeah. Like for sure. If Syracuse was going to do this, why didn't they just say going into the ACC tournament, let him announce this is it, no matter what happens, I'm gone. And like, right. like to say he's gone and now they might end up in the NIT and he's not even going to coach them in the NIT in oh, the final games. I didn't you know, see like that. All this different stuff. Like even bigger, a couple different things with Jim Bayham. I'm a little bit, I'm a, I don't know, torn is like one of the first things that came to mind is like within a span of two years, Jim Bayheim is now done. Mike Shashevsky is gone. Roy Williams is gone. Like between the three of them, you have what? Like over well over a hundred years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pushing 150 years of total coaching experience right there, all gone within a span of a what, year. three seasons yeah like three, a, yeah yeah a year from each other something like that yeah, was, and then you throw like yeah. mike bray into the mix as well he's got matter. 20 plus i mean like, so yeah because like you know those guys were definitely the long you know even even mike bray's tenure at notre dame obviously was longer than roy williams at north carolina but sure. if you combine kansas and north carolina because he left kansas on his own to go to north carolina but so you're losing three giants in in college basketball coaching within a, a span of a calendar year of each other, basically. But what does that with make Bayheim, with Bayheim? Well, the court jester. I, I don't think I don't think we put him in legendary status. Like okay. I mean, all I three of those guys have national championships. No, you're 100 correct. He does not himself. He yeah. does not belong in that category at all. But yeah. tenure wise, you know, is yeah. is where we're talking. Syracuse handled it as Ted is saying here very poorly. He was their guy. He'd been there for nearly sure. five decades. From the outside looking in, I'm not going to say I'm going to miss Jim Behan because like, like I sitting there, I watched PTI last night with Kornheiser and Wilbon and they like spoke so glowingly about Jim Beheim and they love Jim Beheim and all this. You and I both know people like this. It's one thing when like, how you treat people who can do something for you, like Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon, it's one thing to treat them with great respect. It's another thing to dress down the peon, you know, who's coming through the Syracuse Journalism School because he asks you a somewhat tough question. You know, like yep. when you're just going to crap on the peon, but you're treating the guys up here who are on TV every night with all this respect. You know, that's, that's where I have the problem. Oh, know, with, yeah. With a guy like, Jim Bayheim and, and frankly, with a guy like Mike Shashevsky as well. He he was a curmudgeon at the best, you know, in the best yeah, way. Right. I mean, he was. He, I, when Notre Dame was in the Big East, they obviously had you know a bit of a rivalry there. I mean, and and you played Syracuse home and away a lot, and you know, n number one, I hate the fact they play in the giant dome. I think it's stupid. It, it's not. That's not for basketball. Number two, I was never really a big fan of his. I really wasn't. I, I respected the fact that he could coach the crap out of the zone defense. Right. That's not an easy defense to just stay in all the time. And he did a really good job of it. But he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> I yeah. mean, on the sidelines, jerk. In the press conferences, jerk. And as bad as Syracuse handled this whole situation, he didn't handle it any better. No. And, no. and the, what I, the audio I heard. Being sort of defiant Jim yes. Beheim for no real reason. 
Yes. Know? He kept pushing back on the female reporter, whoever it was. Right. He kept pushing back every time she was trying to get to him to clarify what he was saying. And he was just, he was not helpful in any way. Yeah. My, you know, I, I was never a Jim Beheim fan. Uh, you know, it didn't help that they knocked off Kansas in the tournament a couple of times, <laughs> but I was never a, a Beheim fan even before that. Um, but like where, where, where I turned on to him a little bit, this has been what 15, 16, it, it's been a while when the whole Jerry McNamara stuff came up, uh, in, in, in the press conference when, you know, like, again, this was like turning the screws on the media, but they were kind of putting the screws to one of his guys, Jerry McNamara. And he, you know, went into the hole. We wouldn't have won one bleeping game without Jerry McNamara this year, you know? So my, my, my opinion turned on him a little bit with that, but he still, I just was never a fan of how he dealt with, you know, again, more, more uh, lesser known media types in the press conference settings over the years. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. I but I do think that his own school owed him more than, you know, with the, I, agree, I absolutely agree with that. Like, and let's say after 47 years of being the head coach and, and, and Ted said, that he's been there a total of 55 years. Right. Back to his assistant right. days and, you know, all I get that it. stuff. Yeah. If if you wanted to make a change as a university, you are more than entitled to do that. But give the guy a little bit of respect for keeping him around as long as you did and let him go out, you know, with a little bit of fanfare. You right. know, re- regardless of how maybe he handles things behind closed doors or whatever, like it was just handled poorly on both sides. It Very just poorly. Was. Very poorly. So there's been a lot of talk this week about Aaron Rodgers because there's always talk about Aaron Rodgers. But this talk specifically about going to the Jets. Do you want to see Aaron Rodgers traded to the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets? Yes. And you want to know why? (laughs) Because I want to see him dealing with the New York media. Yes. All the time. That's That's almost all we have to say. That was my response as well. That's it. Like he thinks he's got it bad in Green Bay. Oh. I want to see him in that New York media maelstrom. That's what I want to see. The, the the Green Bay media probably owns shares of the team, right? I mean, that's who we're that's talking right. about here, okay? The the New York media is going to eat him and his weirdness and his his non-answer answers and everything. They're going to eat him alive and I am there with Terrell Owens and my popcorn. Like that is I can't wait. Well, yes. it's just, you know, again, like it. all this, all this drama and he loves it. He's, he's sitting back thriving on it right now. Apparently, you know, the Packers said, you know, if Aaron Rodgers tells us that he wants to be traded, we're more than glad to <laughs> what does that tell you? trade. You what know? does that tell you too, by the way? Yeah. I mean, yes, they owe him a ton of money. And so I'm sure they want to get out from under that. I get that completely, but they're sick and tired of the Aaron Rodgers circus. I mean, he is, a future Hall of Famer. I don't think anybody's going to question his talent, right? But all the off the field nonsense, the Packers are ready to just be like, yep, we're good. You know, yeah. they're going to get everything they can for him and all of that, obviously. But they're you know, like, hey, you want to be traded? Just let us know where. <laughs> and we'll he, start the negotiations. He's He's been on a downhill slide since the discount double checks went away. You know, it's like yeah. it was he was at his peak then. Mm-hmm. And it's just been peak weirdness. These la- and, oh and drama. Gosh. These He just I, I just think he literally he's he's just glad everyone's talking about him. Right. Oh, absolutely. He absolutely. really doesn't care if if they pursue a trade. But I, I completely agree. And... I want to see that New York media just oh. eat him up. 
That's what I want to see. I am praying that he goes to the Jets because do we really <laughs> think the Jets are going to be a contender? I mean, they got a great defense. I get it. There's a lot of parts there that people I'm sure like, but it'll get screwed up somehow. And, oh, it's going to be glorious. They think they're a quarterback away. Yes, so they do. I'd like to see it. I would like to see it in that division with the Bills and the Dolphins. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Speaking of quarterbacks, after Baltimore slapped the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, none of the other 31 teams in the NFL have inquired about acquiring Jackson. And I know, you know, there's collusion talk and all this different kind of stuff. But I guess my question, plain and simple, would you want Lamar Jackson as your quarterback? No, I wouldn't. I, there there are too many parallels um, to uh, oh, the, the kid who is the quarterback for the Panthers, number one. Cam Newton. Cam Newton, thank you. I don't know why my brain just is like mush by the it end of the day. Sometimes. But like, there's too many parallels there. Top of his game. Running quarterback, injury prone towards the end, and just can't get back to the way he used to be. And I just feel like that is where Lamar Jackson is headed. That's the the path that he's headed. So do I real like I have no problem with the Ravens kind of playing some hardball with the money because they're going to paint themselves in a corner financially if they throw all this money at him and he's injured all the time and that's not going to do them any good. And so. I have no problem with it whatsoever. And no, I would not. I mean, my team does have a running quarterback and I have a feeling it's probably going to end up the same way. And so <laughs> I just, it's not what I like out of my quarterback and I'm not willing to sink that kind of cash into yeah, the, him. The problem is if you're going to take on Lamar Jackson, you've got to rework your whole offense to suit Lamar Jackson's skills. I mean, it it begins and ends with that, you know, like you're talking about, it. he's a running quarterback. It's one thing to be a running quarterback, but your whole everything, your, everything that you're doing has to be retooled and catered to that one guy. So, like everyone else, you know, I, I realize a lot of the NFL is is going more to that style. You know, that like we were talking about Anthony Richardson earlier this week, and that's why Anthony Richardson Crazy. has become popular Craziness. because of you know, that style of quarterback and, and it's, yeah, Rami, his agent sucks and I it's because that. he's his own agent Apparently he and his mom are the agent. And, yes. you know, and I think Terrible. that has to probably play into this as well. It's like, do you want to deal with Lamar Jackson and his mom rather than <laughs> an actual, I can't, I can't think that helps him, but I, yeah. So I wouldn't, you know, like, like if I look at my team right now with Dak Prescott, Dak has his issues. He's not a perfect quarterback, but I would still rather have him for what Dallas is trying to do than Lamar Jackson sure. and have him, you know, in the mix. Because again, you've got to rework and, and cater everything around that one specific guy and his skill set. That's basically what John Harbaugh did when he decided he was going 
with Lamar Jackson, they retooled yeah. everything and it's all built around Lamar Jackson. So yeah, I would not, I, I would not want that. No, me neither. Just the injuries, the, just the whole things just scares the crap out of me. And he's asking for like the best contract that's out there. I mean, and he, he's asking for Deshaun. And Watson. that's the other thing. That's the other thing is how much you've got to pay him. Yeah. Oof. I mean, that's a lot to that. sink into a guy that I'm not guaranteed. He's going to be out there to make 17 starts a, a year. Right. Yep. And you know, now, do I think giving Deshaun Jackson that kind of money was crazy? Yeah, or uh, Watson, excuse me, uh, with the with the Browns, right? Right, Deshaun Watson. Yep, craziness. Like that's crazy that they gave him that kind of a contract. But he's a pocket passer, right? He's right. not going to have the injury problems that Lamar Jackson has. And so, yes, is he mobile and all? Yeah, of course he's mobile, but he's he's not going to be running the zone read and all of those different things. So, mm-hmm. yeah there's no way he's going to get that kind of money. There's just, there's no way. Concur. All right. A couple, uh, a couple questions, comments here at the end. Shy town wanted to know how good the Irish soccer team is. I did not actually watch the soccer team. I just <laughs> saw them down there and kind of heard them, you know, I believe last year they made a bit of a run uh, in the, uh, in the NCAAs, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm looking, I think you're right for the info here here's a schedule uh let's see here what did they do they were oh well okay they weren't as good as i thought they were eight seven and two overall no. uh but and they lost their first game maybe it was the women that did a, a good job because the men did yeah, not they were. the women season. the women were better this <laughs> now, as soon as you i remembered yeah <laughs> okay so i take it yeah. back the men were not great uh the women were much better they were 17 three and three were the women so right yeah, there you go. So, decaf wants to uh know any news on Olivia Miles. There is not, it is all still kind of wait and see on Olivia Miles right now. That's pretty much all we know as uh as they try to is you know again gearing up for selection Sunday and it's what three days away now. Yeah, at this point, yep, yep. I'm excited so. to see how they can do for sure. And then Jeff says, I've come up with a great comparison for you guys. You're the Channel 4 San Diego Ron Burgundy <laughs> ND news team. Sean's mic issues, Jesse's whiteboard, Vince's family drama. <laughs> you bring it to us without the BS. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. I and think you might have nailed it. Marshall, stay classy, Irish breakdown. <laughs> you guys might have nailed it there. Just saying. You might have nailed it. I like that. I do I like too. That. <laughs> Uh, Romlock, man, like, no, I'm sorry. Wrong one. I, there we go. Sean is big time free to watch the soccer team, but refuses. Well, <laughs> I was in the middle of trying to interview Notre Dame players. So I love it. It's like, where, it. where should my attention be? It's like Vince barking at his kid off camera while yes, the show is going on. So <laughs> yes, I was guilty as charged. <laughs> That's okay. Yep. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> It's like we'd all be better off if, if your kid was healthy right now. Yes, because he'd be at track practice. Well, I guess That's he would right. be now, but yeah. That's right. That's right. We're talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we've got the rapid fire show tomorrow at five o'clock. Yes, Looking we do. Forward to that. It's just you and me, yes, right? Uh, it is just you and me. Okay. All right. See, you know, I, it's supposed to be. I guess the snow hasn't quite started. It's supposed to start snowing within the hour. Yes, it is. As we're doing this, and it's supposed to snow for about 16 hours. So 
He's uh he's driving over. Two-hour delay. He'll be driving from Cleveland to South Bend while we're doing the show tomorrow. Okay. Hey, so, maybe I'll get the elusive Maybe his girlfriend could drive and, and he could, you know, like do the show from his phone or something. Now you're talking. It's only like 45 minutes what, to an hour. Wouldn't be any worse than what Lucky Lefty tried a while back. I don't know if you ever saw that one. No. <laughs> I think Jesse was doing the show with me at that point. But <laughs> All right. Well, we will have plenty tomorrow. I can't guarantee Romluck any soccer talk or, you know, Irish Chi-Town any soccer talk but uh romlock this is my first time i've ever seen you in here i think so too back sir yeah you've got kind of a you've got kind of a Derek vibe to you there i like it uh, (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) uh shy town says you should grow the ron burgundy stash (laughs) my wife might have an issue with that but uh i could do it have you ever tried have you ever tried the mustache growth before in college i grew a mustache uh and i hate to say it but i i look like a child predator like it wasn't <laughs> it was not a good look for me at all, all. Right. i could it see that not, actually it was not a good look i have yeah. a picture i'll have to show it to you sometime there's a picture someplace in the unfinished part of the basement you know in a box and every once in a while i come across it and i remember why i don't have a mustache yeah, my wife does not like the goatees. She thinks that yeah. they make men look like perverts. So sorry to anyone who has a goatee. It's my it's, wife, not me. It's very, very similar. <laughs> she made to, she made yeah. one of my best friends uh, shave his off for our wedding because he was in our wedding. So oh, really, it had to be shaved wow. off because of the wedding photos. She didn't want it in the photos. So <laughs> and he did. That's it. funny. To his credit. <laughs> Hey, you don't you don't say no to the bride. Okay. That's right. That's right. how that works. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for tonight. Appreciate you joining us tonight. And again, we will be back tomorrow, five o'clock, for the uh, Friday Rapid Fire Show. So we will talk to you then on Ivy Nation Sports Talk. See ya. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.